precisely. Two best buds, precisely. Drinking beer and talking about stuff, precisely. Bo and Tony, precisely. Playing and reviewing games, precisely. How's it going, everyone? This is Precisely Podcast, a podcast about enjoying beers and talking about video games. I'm your host, Bo, and with me, as always, Tony. That's big Tony to you, sir. (laughs) All right. And we have Kelly with us again. What's up? Always lovely. Always. People have been requesting you, Kelly. They're like, since Kelly uh, moved closer to you now, Bo, is she going to be on more frequently? And I said, yes. Yes, she is. Well, thank you, people who have been requesting me. I have been requesting people. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like listeners or what? I guess. I don't All know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, get right into it. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, great topic to talk about, which will be weird controllers uh, that we've used, that we've looked up, ones that we never want to touch. But uh, let's talk about beer first. We're drinking on Southern Tier. Lake Shore Fog. It's a hazy and juicy IPA. And I think that describes it perfectly. I mean, it's basically your standard uh, New England IPA. It does have like a juicy flavor. It's very juicy up front. It's very fruity, guava-y, pineapple-y. little sweet. Yeah. Malty, maybe. Let me see. my kind of IPA. A little malty. Definitely uh, more fruity, and I like it. It's a great summer beer. The only thing I don't like about Southern Tier that I was just mentioning to you guys before we started recording is they have no colorful cans, really. It's just a very bland logo. Yeah, it's almost like industrial kind of. Yeah, I agree. If I had to put a term on it. Yeah, like a one-word term, industrial. They're selling you on the beer, not on the label. Yeah. Yeah. Don't read the book by its cover. Yeah, definitely. Don't, don't judge the book by its cover. Also, don't read yeah. just the cover. Yeah, just don't read the cover. <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't even look at the book. Just get put out of the book bookstore. back. Get out of the library. Yeah. Get yourself an audio book. And go sit down. Listen. <laughs> Actually, play some video games instead. There's <laughs> enough reading in that. <laughs> Unless you're playing, like, Pokemon Snap, and then, I don't know. Something's wrong with you. All right, so before our topic, let's uh, talk about the games we played this week because I played a bunch. Do you want to start, Kelly? Yeah, I'll start. Um, my room's still getting set up, so my setup is like limited to what I was playing. I actually just was playing Katamari on my Switch before I came Ooh. over. Have um, you beat it? No, I'm making the moon right now. Nice. Is that the last thing? Uh, I can't remember, but I, I feel like it either. is because you get like 25 minutes to make like a 300 kilometer ball. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty big. I mean, my favorite level in Katamari uh, Damasi was literally rolling up. Like you start big, but you, you start rolling up the city mm-hmm. and then you're rolling up continents and then like you roll up the world itself being bigger than it and then you start rolling up all the stars and constellations and other planets that you've made and it's just like such an epic epic feeling yeah i like that um but that's like my like if i have a little bit of time go to game to just like chill out 
Um, but I uh, also just got Mario Maker 2, and I haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh, no. I just got it, so I I'm about 90% complete in it. I yes. gave it a short break after a while. Like I, I played it for like three hours one night, and Kayla was like, can we please watch a TV show? And I'm like, sure. And then like I went into handheld mode to play it, and she was like, really? And I'm like, oh. Okay, like I'll put it away, I guess. <laughs> and then honestly, I think I went and got my Game Boy to play Pokemon Red. <laughs> I was like, oh well. Oh well. All right. Yeah, I haven't played any of that yet, and um, it's super fun. It looks fun, so I'm I'm anxious to start. But the one thing I actually have put time into in the past week is I recently uh, re-picked up, I guess, Fallout seventy six. Um, I did have it when the game first came out. And it was, like, super glitchy and, like, yeah. all that stuff was wrong with it. And, I mean... There just wasn't much to do, right? There was stuff to do. Like, there are quests. It's open world. I love exploring. Like, that's... If you love that, then this game's for you, for sure, from the start. But the problem was you'd be getting dropped out of servers and, like, you'd be mm -hmm. freezing up. And there was a lot of things that were, like, wrong with it that way. And that just shouldn't happen in yeah. this, like, day and era. Right. And But they've taken the time to, like, fix it and... I stopped playing probably for a couple months there, and then my friend just brought it back up. Like, hey, you know, they came out with all the stuff at E3 about it and everything, I think it was. And um, we, he was like, we should give it a try again because they're really, like, revamping it. And so we got on, and we just started playing. And this whole week, we get on and play for like a couple hours, like three or four of us. And That sounds fun. It's been really fun because there's no pressure, I feel like, to just complete quests with uh, like my friends that I play with we just kind of go explore if we come across something we check it out if there's a quest there we do it and like I don't know it's just been a lot of fun just walking around and finding stuff and coming across enemies and yeah are, are there like big hordes of enemies ever uh Where, not like you'd like need a team so the one thing that I found is since I hadn't touched my game, I'm at like a level 20 right now, but like a lot of the people in the game have been playing since day one or whatever. Yeah. They're at like level 150. Like, Is there a cap? I don't know. I'm not Jeez. sure. But the a lot of the enemies that spawn around me are level 30, level 40, 50, okay. 60, 70. And if I don't have a team yeah, and you're, you're taking done. it on by yourself and you ain't like you're not running fast enough, you're done. Yeah. So that's been helpful is like we'll come across like the other day we came across like a legendary death claw or something that was like level 70 and we were like level 20 level 30 and there was like three of us and we just took turns like you know running and shooting yeah and then like peeking out of houses and stuff like that to take cover so it can't follow you yeah so like a death claw really big creature have you played fallout at all tony uh, no, I haven't played it, but I've seen it being played. It's a scary creature. It's, it's this terrifying. big, like, alien-like looking thing that's, like, they four all are times terrifying. bigger than you. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like, it can only really attack one person at a time, right? Um, I mean, each... two people are standing right no, next No, yeah, to each, each enemy really only can attack a person at a time. So it doesn't matter if it's a Deathclaw or a Ghoul or a Scorch Beast or whatever. It's only going to attack specific it's only going to hone an attack on one person at a yeah. time so if you're getting honed in on like take cover it'll switch off and it's just kind of like a rotating and that's yeah. how it works better with the team that's when you cool. are a lower level than the enemy so with the patches that they've done i'm pretty sure on e3 they announce uh 
like a battle royale. They did, yes. Have you done any of that? I have not because I'm not a battle royale person. I've tried uh, back when Fortnite first came out and gave that a shot. I did PUBG. I did Apex. And none of them are. Yeah. I didn't like any of it. I like to be able to like play a whole round. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't like getting out and then sitting and watching. Yeah, exactly. That makes me mad because like if I don't know the game right away, obviously like it's a new game, I don't get it that well the first time I play it, and then I get mad like five times in, and I'm like I keep losing. Yeah, it's frustrating. So I'm not a battle royale. I probably person. played Fortnite like two matches worth, and I was like I'm done with this. Yeah, that's like I didn't know what exactly to do. what happened. I still get emails from uh, the company being like, oh, this is the new new patch that's coming blah 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 i'm like don't <laughs> care stop yeah um but yeah never played any of the other ones besides tetris 99 yeah oh that's true i was playing a little bit of that while one of my games were updating and that was fun i think i got like i got out like at 36 and then the one was like 52 and i was like damn my soccer everyone's like really good now <laughs> they've been practicing it's so hard to game. jump back in you yeah. know any game I think where you're competing online and people play it constantly, that's the only game they play. Mm -hmm. Even like a simple, like basics game as Tetris 99 is so hard when everyone else that's probably playing knows what they're doing better than you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've been playing a bunch of Mario versus rabbits. I just got back from a friend. Um, Didn't beat it, but I was like, he like just bought a switch at the time. And I was like, here's a couple games you might like. I let him borrow Kirby and Mario vs. Rabbids. And he said he had fun with them, but eventually gave them back to me. Um, So I was like, I need to finish Mario vs. Rabbids. Started playing that. Fell back in love with it. Like, I remember getting frustrated when I first started playing it and, like, dying at this one area a bunch on this one battle. It's a tactical RPG-like game. Um where you know you have a team of three and you could be up against six to 20 different characters enemies that you only have limited amount of spaces to move you can shoot them you can attack them like up close attacks you can do like power-ups if your teammates are close to you you can like heal them bunch of different things it's it's a mind thinking game it's like a giant chessboard essentially um with unlimited different types of moves that you can do um so i got really far into that started playing it in handheld mode the other day and literally mario was glitching out on me where he was looking like a wall to a block to like an ornament and like everything just started changing up on me and i'm like this is almost unplayable like it was literally glitching and i'm like this game's been out for over a year like this should have been patched like why is this happening and i sent it to my buddy the video of it happening and he is like yeah it's because you're playing in handheld mode like try it you know on the tv and i didn't yeah i, I was just like i'm gonna play something else instead just upsetting but really like it's a beautiful game i recommend it to anyone that likes tactical uh, rpgs like final fantasy tactics or shining force really fun but with cutesy humorish graphics the humor sort of slapstick but uh really fun and funny so i'm about to beat that if i do go back to it which i i plan on it because i want to beat at least 25 games by the end of the year we'll see good goal i think that's reasonable Mm -hmm. i'm at 
I think, 13 now or something. There you go. So, it's like a little over a half a year. Just find some short games to play. Well, yeah. it's not even that. It's like just beat the ones that I've started. Yeah. You know, like catch up doing that is like my idea behind it. Uh, besides that, I downloaded one of my first like actual like video games onto my cell phone, which is called Sky Children of the Light. I do play Pokemon Go, but to me that's not really a video game. It's just uh, a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to catch them all. Yeah. It's basically a religion at this point. Yeah, it really is. It's <laughs> sort of weird, but I do like it. Um, which, going back to our last podcast about the whole uh, Rockets coming out, Team Rockets, they're a lot easier than I thought. It's just you have to have the right team to fight them. Um, some of them are more powerful. Some of them are more weaker. But as long as you have a good team, you're good. I had... Like, a lot of my higher-up Pokemon were, like, dead. So they weren't revived, so I couldn't use them in the battles that I was trying. And, it was, like, being my first battle with them, I just got obliterated. Um, either way, it's fun. You get to get these possessed Pokemon after the battle, and then you can free them of the possession, and they become, like, stronger Pokemon. But they all have, like, this one same move that's called Return, which is, like, sort of a weak move. Either way, fun. So back to Sky Children of the Light. This game was developed by the same makers of Journey and Flower, which, Kelly, have you ever played Journey? I have not. Oh, my goodness. Tony, you've you've played Journey. Yeah. We've talked about it on the podcast. Super cool. Super fun. It was like only like a two-hour long game. Um, Sky Children of the Light seems like a very in-depth game longer than Journey, but same sort of basis where you're just floating around you're you're this little kid floating around uh on the ground you you get to like slide down hills and this and that but then you like can fly eventually once you get some power-ups and like clouds regenerate your flying skill so it's just like this free flowing game where it just feels so good and like right in the beginning when you install it and turn it on there's no music or anything, and it's like, plug in your headphones now, this game, like, you only get ha- half the game. It says make sure your volume's up or use headphones because yeah. the music is 50% of the experience. Yeah, thank you, Tony. So I got headphones because my volume going up wasn't going up at all. Um, but wow, like, I was just entranced by it like it it's so similar to journey in that sense but journey we played years after it came out right yeah so in that game when it first came out a lot of people were playing it at the same time so you got to see those people playing it you couldn't really interact with them but you could like follow them around they could see you yeah and children of the light or yeah children of the light sky um same basis where you can see other people playing but there's so many more people and you have a candle that you can share that candle of light with another player and then it illuminates them and you can follow them there's like certain like candles on a bench that you can sit down and talk to someone and literally like type out whatever to them i was talking to this one stranger i was like man this game is so cool he's like right like i just downloaded it today and so much fun i'm like 
this is crazy, like, that we can interact, like, which isn't, like, a, a new thing, but, like, for, like, a mobile phone game that looks so beautiful, like, it just, it seemed different to me, you know, like, I haven't really experienced that before. I play Words with Friends, which you can type to someone with that, like, my wife and I play that together, and like good move you know but like this is like we're experiencing this game for the first time together let's talk about it and i was like i'm sort of stuck in this area he's like have you unlocked this part yeah i was like i don't know i'm gonna go fly around well that part you can actually die in which it seems like the game's just free flowing like no deaths whatever it's called children of the light so you need to get light sources to rejuvenate your health and the area that we were in, it was raining. So the rain was actually killing my light and killing my health. Um, so I died once and realized there's all these little candle areas with like a shelter over them. So you go next to a candle and you regain your health very slowly. But that was just in that area and I was able to unlock everything. Um, but you can like buy upgrades, like the more candle, like light sources that you get is like your currency sort of and you can share that currency like with a friend then too that you just met and they can share it right back to you so like it's like this ever-growing like exchange of currency but really it's just like light really fun highly recommend it to everyone it's a free game too and i'm pretty sure i just heard today as well but this might be old news that journey is actually out on the ios too now so you can download Journey for your phone as well. Did you try it? Did no, you look not, it up? not yet. But uh, it makes sense since uh, Sky is out as well. Yeah, I'm sure it's the, the same controls. Like the left part of the screen is like how you run, like move forward. The right part of the screen is how you turn uh, the camera around. And then you can like double tap to fly, hold it down to like boost, whatever. Pretty simple controls, but really beautiful. Like, even on my iPhone 6, like, it looks great. And, like, yeah, they're right. The music sounds amazing on it. So, go download it. Let let us know your thoughts. Email us or something. Yeah, how'd you hear about it? I threw another podcast, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was like, cool, Journey? Hell yeah, I'm down. Free? Yeah. Like, I was about to pay four ninety nine or whatever. Like, probably no more than four ninety nine. Yeah. Right? But I was totally down for it because I absolutely love Journey. You know, even for a two-hour game, totally worth it. It is super good. Do you have a PS3? Yeah, I have to get it hooked up. I haven't touched it in a while because I didn't have a place to put it. Blow that dust off. I'll let you borrow Journey. Sounds good. I've got a list of a couple PS3 games I want to play. Yeah, so. Nino Cooney. Yeah. This one's short though. It it only uh, yeah. takes like two hours or yeah, something. Yeah, it's one night. Actually the yeah. one that's on the top of my list is Heavy Rain. How long of a game that is that? Huh? How long of a game is that? I'm not sure how long, but it's a good game. I though. know it's yeah, it definitely has my interest. Yeah. But that's I just a telltale have a way to play game, it. right? Uh maybe. I yeah. think so. It's like one of their first ones I wanna say. Yeah. Like a story driven game, Tony. Where like you choose like the outcomes and this and that. But apparently the storyline's really good. Yeah, really deep. So. They just remastered that for the PS4 as well. Oh. Yeah. Is it physical or digital? I want to say both. Huh. Yeah. Let's look into it. Yeah. Interesting. Tony, how about you? Play anything? 
Well, the other weekend we were playing some Tony Hawk's uh, Underground 2. Yeah, Ooh, on the GameCube. Classic. Ooh, yeah, GameCube. we were playing on the GameCube, which I never played on the GameCube. Yeah, and the controller fun. is not probably not the best controller for that game. It, PS2 it, all the yeah, way. Yeah, PS2 all the way. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, or the PSP was great for it. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We were just doing, like, uh, high score contests and playing horse and stuff. So. Played a lot of horse. Uh, we were getting super into it. You yeah. just get to that timer run out and you hit a manual real quick and you just combo that thing all the way out. Hell yeah. yeah. We're doing a lot of manuals. It we we're going back and forth on the scores. Like I think Tony overall whooped me. But it all depended. And uh one thing that I absolutely enjoyed about it while like looking something up, there was like cheat codes for it and like an area to put cheat codes in. Oh, and Underground 2? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to, I guarantee you my copy of Underground 2 from my childhood has my little post-it notes that I wrote all my cheat yep. codes in and stuck in the manual Yeah. to get like, uh, was that the one, I think that was the one you could unlock Shrek. You could play as Shrek. I think, so I yeah. think it's the remix one because I thought it was too. Was it? But I didn't uh, see Shrek. But we couldn't get him. So I think uh, it's no, it Underground had, 2 remix. I don't think so because it was on my PS2. It has to, I remember playing or maybe depending on which version you have depends on what you what characters you unlock i don't know i'm but you could get star wars kid yeah and like yeah yeah. we had him right no we didn't have him so we had just like the people from each city yeah Mm -hmm. we had a jester we had the shrimp oh uh, the shrimp guy yeah shrimp shrimp, vendor shrimp vendor yeah bullfighter yeah margera yeah it was super fun I love that game. Yeah, it was I want to go time. play it now. Yeah, we can play it after this. Oh, hell yeah. Hell You're yeah. on. What else did we play? We played WarioWare, and that was the first time I ever checked that out. Yeah. Are you familiar with that game? Which Which one did you play? On GameCube as well. I don't have the GameCube version, but I am they're aware of other... They're all Yeah, I'm aware of other yeah. versions, and I know they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. it It's like ADD medicine, sort of. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> It, it's very fast mini games. It's Mario Party, but in two second intervals. On speed. Yeah, you gotta be super quick with it. Um, really fun party game where like maybe your friend's not into gaming, doesn't know how to game, doesn't really know what a controller is, but you're like, look, either you're tapping A or you're pressing up or down or left or right. That's all you gotta know, and you gotta do it like that, you know, in three seconds. If you don't get it that quick, wait until the next turn. And that's it. Like, it's pretty much go until you're out. And, yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, those are fun. It's a fun series. Yeah. I wish Mario Party was more like that, in a sense. Like I, You know what they games. should do? Is they should have Mario Party, but then, like, on the, on the screen, you could switch to, like, Wario version or something. I would love that. And then you could do like real quick. So it would be in the same game, but it would just be like a different mode, like how they had like in the Super Mario with the, what was it, the Luigi mode or whatever. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I would love that. Uh, another game I played, I went to Target the other day and I was looking at the Switch kiosk there. It was all beautiful. And like Kayla walks by and she's like, don't you even dare. And I'm like, <laughs> now I'm just making a joke. I'm like, it's not like I asked someone how much this would be if they took it out back for me. 
And she, like, literally walked away from me, like, just so upset. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, don't worry about it. But I was playing uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on it. I love that game. And realized that I have it on the Wii U. Um, So came home and played, like, 10 or 12 levels on that. Got up to the first boss. It's a super simple game. It's, like, an isometric uh, game, puzzle game, where, like, you're the small little toad guide that has to like find coins, find these diamonds. There's three diamonds per level. You don't have to find them all, but those are like the puzzle parts of it is like how to locate it. And like the whole level you can spin around. And to if like you're see a completionist, you need to find those yeah, things. Yeah, you need to find them. <laughs> but pretty much you get the star for every level, um, which is pretty self-explanatory how to get to the star. Like it's just moving around the map until you get to it. The diamonds are where it's at, where it's harder. Um, so, like, I got up to, like, level 8, and then it went... You're, like, in a book, and each page is a different level. And it threw in, threw in a level on a previous page, which was, like, a bonus coin level, which was a lot of fun. Those uh, are fun. Yeah, didn't realize what I was doing. It was almost like a WarioWare game, where it was only 10 seconds long, and I had to collect as many coins as possible, throwing turnips at them. Um... But then I got to the boss, and granted, it was the first boss, but fairly easy. It's not a game that I'm, like, itching to go back to in any sense, and I know it's near the beginning. I don't know. Do you know how many levels there are? Um, I can't remember. It's been probably a year or two since I beat mine on Wii U. Okay. Um, I did buy it for Switch, and I haven't beaten it on Switch yet just because I, I've I already like beaten it. I feel like there has it. to be, like, 100 levels. Um. I don't want to say I spent that long on the game. Okay. So I don't think so. I mean, each level's a pretty short level. Yeah. They're quick. And like I said, as long as you're not an, a completionist in any form, you can blaze through that thing real quick. Yeah, I'm going to But if you're up. like me and you got to get all the coins, you're going to sit there and figure it out. Yeah, for sure. But It's a fun game. Um, yeah, I recommend it. I recommend it too, especially if like you want something that keeps you entertained, but you can also like put down and be like, all right, that's enough. You know, like something that doesn't suck you in too hard, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say it's one of those, I have like a stack of games. That's like, if I have a half an hour to kill, or if I have like an hour or two to kill and I don't want to invest myself into a long game, that's like one of my go-tos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. And I was playing it on the Wii U gamepad, which definitely different because you can't zoom in that well like you can zoom in close to your guy but you can't see the map still so i'm like looking at the whole map on this small little screen and sort of tough that way um definitely the switch version would be the way to go honestly yeah i agree i do like the switch version but yeah fun game switch version is like what only 40 bucks as well i think yeah probably yeah yeah and i think there's dlc with it um that comes pre-packaged with it yes and also it's on 3ds too is it really mm-hmm. it's on three platforms now so guess what i just ordered hmm. i haven't bought like a game a physical game in a while but i've been itching and thinking about playing animal crossing Dude. for the longest time you know animal crossing right town yeah I've been thinking about it. I was listening to a podcast about it. Did you play New Leaf at all? I, that's what I ordered. 
You haven't played it yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I'm about to go break that thing. I, so. We can, like, go to each each other's towns, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I want to do that. Tell when I, <laughs> when I left college. After I'm not I, much for Animal Crossing. Oh, it's so good. When I, when I graduated college and it was, like, two months later is my birthday. And my birthday gift to myself was I'm going to buy myself a 3DS. Yeah. And that was, like, the first console I had bought for myself or, like, anything in a very long time that was brand new. So I was like, I'm going to treat myself. And it was the year that the Majora's Mask version came out. And I missed that one, unfortunately. But uh, because I was too late to the party. But I – because it came out on my birthday. And that's why I wanted it. But – so I bought the 3DS and I bought Animal Crossing and Luigi's Mansion because I was going out to California and I wanted stuff to play on the plane. Oh, yeah. And Luigi's Mansion is great. It's one of my favorite games. And the second one was, you know, it was good. It wasn't the first one, but it was good. Um, and then New Leaf sucked me in yep, like no game has ever. I played that game every day. Yeah, that's what I heard. For years. I went to for work. Years. For w- years. I went to work. Like I worked a desk job at an insurance company, like health insurance company. And I would take my lunch break and go and sit and yeah. eat and play New Leaf. And then my yeah. coworker, the cubicle next to me, after she came, she came later than I did. After I met her, I was talking about it the one time and she saw me doing it. And then she was like, oh, man, I'll have to bring mine next time so we can do it. And so we used to sit at our lunch breaks together and play New Leaf and just like trade fruits and stuff in our town. And like, yeah. Yeah. it was so fun. But that game like was so calming and just it so was like calming. such a staple in my life. And it kept me like grounded for like years and years yeah so good yeah i'm a little nervous about how sucked in i'm gonna get honestly like you know how tony gets scared about vr sucking you in i feel like i'm gonna be sucked in animal crossing will bring you in you'll be talking about the animals you'll be like yeah man i I saw this kk slider concert last night (laughs) he was ripping like (laughs) that's like one of the characters in animal crossing he's like a dj but he's a dog oh he's the best yeah but yeah i can't wait um i hope it doesn't detract me from playing other video games i so the thing i did would be like get your shit done it was so it was my unwind game so either my lunch break or when i was going to bed at night like i would take an hour yeah before i'd be laying in bed playing my 3ds on my in my town for like an hour turn it off and then that was it like so i would have my rest of my day but it was just like I had a designated time that I would like relax with it. So I bought a physical CIB copy for like 15 bucks. The guy had it up for like 19 and they were all going for like 20 or more. Um, and I offered him 15 and he accepted right away, which was cool. But then I realized the version I got might not be Amiibo compatible. So they all are because okay. the copy I got, like I said, was, you know, years ago. And then they only did the Amiibo patch like probably a year, maybe a year and a half. Okay. So while the Nintendo Select version says, you know, new with Amiibo or whatever, there's a patch you download okay, on the cool. 3DS or like the update for it that is Amiibo, Amiibo capable. Cool. So... I'm not really an amiibo person. You but can like get the amiibo cards now. Oh. There's Animal Crossing amiibo cards for a happy home designer. So what do the amiibos give you? Um. Items I, or characters. I, they might give you. I 
I haven't, I didn't use many amiibos with it. I maybe tried it once. Yeah, and I really don't have many amiibos. Um, I have them all. <laughs> but I know I have, like, I have the Wii U version of Animal Crossing. That's, but that might be, like, unopened. That is, so that's entirely different than any Animal Crossing game. Is it, it is. Shitty? No, it's basically Mario Party. I mean, it's it's not the best, but it's not, I mean, it's cute. Okay. It's Animal Crossing, but it's Mario Party. Okay. So yeah, it's like a party game. That. Yeah, I don't want to play and that. And then they have Happy Home Designer, which is a little bit different than the regular Animal Crossing games, too. So What's that on? That one is on 3DS as well. Oh, no, I don't want that. Yeah, that one you're just like designing homes and like interiors for certain clientele, I guess, like the no. different animals and stuff. No, I want to do that for myself. Yeah, but New Leaf is... I want to get them fossils. It's wanna, life-changing. I want to dig into that dump. I want to trade apples for peaches. Mm-hmm. I want to make that museum lively. I want to get an Easter Island statue for my basement of my house. Mm-hmm. I want to get a funny hat to wear. Can you do that? Absolutely. Your yeah. outfits can be whatever you want. I think I have a Zelda hat. Yeah, I need that. Can't wait. It's probably coming tomorrow. Nice, dude. You'll have a good weekend of uh, no, I'm busy Animal Crossing. Dude, you can just pop that thing in. You'll be fine. I'm getting a massage on Sunday. They, do it while you get weekend. the massage. Best of both worlds. Oh, you know what? I could since they have that like face area. Yeah, just, yep. And just like put my hands around the bed. Did you know what you should do? Bring your PlayStation VR. <laughs> hook it all up. I couldn't put my head into it. <laughs> but if you could, wouldn't that be a funny it thing just, to do? Uh, oh, yeah. sir, excuse me. Can I just cut like a little slit on each side so that I don't my know if, eyepiece fits in? I don't know if they would allow me to play a video game. You're supposed to relax. Probably won't. They'll probably have some like, like, hey, it's Animal Crossing. They'll have this some. This is the most <laughs> relaxing game there is. They'll have some like meditation music on in the background and. Some like, essential turn oils. Off. I need to turn my Game Boy up. Game Boy up. <laughs> Max volume. Max volume. Oh. Yeah, I can't wait. They're gonna love it. I know, and that's exciting that you actually have like a, a big save file because maybe you can get back into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna get back into it now. We Again, that we're talking trade. about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna boot that thing up tonight. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so inspired. Yes, I used to play the GameCube version forever. That and was fun. I remember having. I'm, pretty positive i talked about this on the podcast in the past but having an e-reader for the game boy advance and yeah. scanning in the the animal crossing cards and i forget what you got with them like maybe like different people that would show up to your town yeah and that's stuff. what it was but like i know going through my memory cards the other day on gamecube there was just one that was animal crossing because i'm pretty sure it takes up a whole memory card yeah it's a pretty and I want to I want to go back into that since it's been like 15 years, you know, <laughs> or 10 years, and they're going to be like, everyone's dead, Bo. <laughs> Thanks for leaving us. Where have you been? Like, I wonder if it'll like act that way, you know? Not no, that, they not don't. everyone gory dead, but like, where have you been? Yeah, they like when you come back after a while, they like check in and they're like, well, everything's been fine, but like. You've been gone. We were yeah. worried about you. Your or house burnt down. Well, no. <laughs> your wife left you. Oh, these things happen. I'm wearing your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> things got weird over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your house. They turned it into like a sex shop. Okay. <laughs> 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 this video game's too wholesome for yeah, any of these yeah. things. 
It's the most wholesome game We just game sell out peaches there. in your house now. Yeah. You know, peaches. There's like, in, in New Leaf, though, there's a couple animals that'll like throw some shade at you, though. That's what I heard. Yeah. Like this one podcast I was listening to. It's called Ass Town because he was the mayor of Ass Town. But he brought, he brought in like a bunch of different people that played it and like they're saying like what their towns were and this and that. This one lady like started tearing up because one of her townspeople left her town. You get so attached to and them. And she was like, I didn't realize how attached I was until he left the town. Yeah. And like I felt like I did something wrong. And it's I'm so like, stupid weird. I'm like, I sort of want. back or what? No, they no, just no. Leave? They're they gone forever. Leave. Why do they leave? Because they're like. Because you didn't make them happy. Yeah. They're like, well, I'm off to do other things now. And you're like, yeah. no. Yeah. There's like, I think there are like two animals that were like from the first, like, you know, the first people that moved in. There are like two of those left in my town. And it's like, if, if they ever leave. So it's constantly rotating. Them. Yeah. And I was like, if they ever leave, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Bangles. My boy. Bangle. Yeah. Gotta stay in but there. it's all like randomly generated too. Like everyone's yeah. town will be different. Mm-hmm. So and also where they put you is randomly generated too. Yeah, yeah. So the towns all look different as well. But it'd be weird if like we both have the same fruit trees. Yeah. I'll just start over. I Find did. Out what fruit <laughs> no, tree but have. I but I have taken some from my friends, so I have a lot of different ones. So it, I don't think it'll matter at this point anymore since I have such a like expansive. Can you plant your own trees? Yeah, I mean, as long as you get the fruit, if you plant it in the ground, sweet, then you can grow that tree. Hell yeah! But sometimes they die, so you gotta get a couple in there just in case. About to be a millionaire. <laughs> I love. There's this like pin company. I saw like I got a pin from one time and then I started following them on Instagram because they're so like they did such a good job with the pin. I think it was the Klonoa one I got. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember. And they did such a good job. I was like, oh, I'm going to follow them. And like if they have any more, I want to get them. And they just released like uh, an Animal Crossing line. And I want to show you right now. But they're so funny. Like. Um, I think see. that there's one with the bells. I can't remember what it says. Oh, that's cute. Um, treat yourself. I think the bells one says "fuck you, pay me." <laughs> don't don't at me. Don't on, on like the billboard sign. Yeah, of Animal Crossing. That's cute. See that? <laughs> They're so funny. Zeller pins. I believe it is. I'm perfect with all the fruit. With all the fruits on it. That's like great. it's just such a good line of pins. So I like these pins because they're clever enough that like I like a good clever pin. Like yeah. only people that know that game would understand. Belief yeah. in yourself. Yes, that I like that that's one too because it's the leaf. Actually, that's a couch. You just can't Tony, tell. We're getting you into Animal Crossing, dude. We're all gonna have towns. You're not, <laughs> I'm You're not even your head, so no. I'm not even emotionally stable enough to freaking run a town. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're gonna be fine. You're you gonna be, be the best mayor, mayor. Big Tony. <laughs> Do it, man. We'll see. You can replace him easily. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait to replace Tony's Tony. leaving me. I got a new Animal Crossing game to play. Life will be good. Yeah. Just make that your life. Trading peaches for apples and Bananas seashells at the seashore. Dude, I mean, that's seashell. basically what we do every fishing, day. Anyway. Fishing. 
Fishing. Just trade fossils to the museum and bug catching. Yeah, catching fishing. bugs. God, it's the dude. Best. You're trading. You're trading your life to the man so you can make a paycheck. You hear that, the man? The man. <laughs> you hear that? At the man. Yeah, I mean taxes are bullshit. <laughs> That's why I like eBay. Hmm. You don't gotta pay tax. Who's eBay? The man's man. <laughs> the man's man. <laughs> The babysitter of the man. <laughs> Let's get to our topic of discussion. What everyone's been waiting for, especially me. Been thinking about this all week. Uh, it's weird controllers. There's so many different peripherals out there. Is that a word? Yes. That makes sense for controllers, right? Uh, yes. Peripherals are like the attachments usually, but you can use it, I guess. Probably so many phalanges for consoles out there. Right? That would make sense, too. Yeah, that's also fingers, though. It, so. No, it's like things that protrude. Oh, okay. So many boners for <laughs> video games. <laughs> that's protruding. All right, too much. Weird controllers, everyone. Weird controllers. These are mainly third-party controllers. Mainly. Um, but... One person, uh, I put out a post today about weird controllers, and uh, he mentioned, no, I don't even have the name up, so fuck that. Uh, he mentioned that, you know, the weirdest controller to him was actually the original N64 controller, which I sort of agree with him. I have some weird ones myself that I'd rather mention. Uh, let's see who it is, sorry. Red Wolf Music at Red Wolf Music. He said, just the original N64 controller is enough. Main reason I've always stuck to PlayStation. He's a Sony fan. I would have to agree. Yeah. I love N64 games. I love playing them, but that controller is the worst. But I feel like when it came out, it was ahead of its time. We were all like, Whoa. If you had three hands. We were like, joysticks? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, if the D-pad didn't really for it. make sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, it could have done. It could have just been two pronged, and we would have been fine. But yeah, and they had like the joystick for it was really uh, not that good of quality, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they they kind of loosen up after a while. Yeah, they wear out real after quick. After Mario not Party, not super comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have no joystick left. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To me, it would be the worst first party controller. To me, would be the Wii. Nope. Yeah. You're wrong. Dead right. It's not that bad. The Wii, all it cared about was motion controls, which was horrible. Like, you could just see it on the start menu where you would, like, be holding your arm literally straight and the controller cursor laser pointer thing would be, like, fidgeting out like you have, like, Tourette's or something. Yeah, but once you stick the nunchuck on the side, you're golden. You're good to go. Oh, yeah, is that... That makes the Tourette stop or what? No, but it. I think it makes it better because you have your joystick control now uh, for your game instead of your motion control. How about you, Tony? What's the worst controller for you? Um, Honestly, just from like, it's not one of the worst controllers to most people, but the worst one that I've had a lot of experience on was like the original Xbox one. Yeah. Yeah, those were thick. For how big it was. Yeah, it was just, and I was younger than and my hands were kid. smaller. Yeah. yeah so Absolutely. it was like miserable to try and play anything on that absolutely you know? yeah. the duke yeah the duke the duke and actually while doing some research on these weird controllers there's a third party original xbox controller that's bigger than the duke 
I really will talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah, I you have got it. That down? Yeah, I have it down. All right, well, Kelly, don't, don't steal my thunder. Take the reins. Take the <laughs> reins. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go right into that one since you teed it up for me. Okay. So there was only one controller that was bigger than the Duke for Xbox, which was massive. Um, and thank God they scaled it down a little bit, but yes. they had one and it was by Gamester and it was called FPS Master Controller. And it was, I mean, you guys are more than welcome to Google pictures while I try to describe it. If you don't know, <laughs> um, I actually had one of these and I got rid of it because it was so weird, but it is like a brownish grayish greenish. Yeah. Gamester. And it was like this big chunky two two triggered literal trigger controller and you have programmable buttons and a screen in the middle so you could like the idea was that this is for fps i've seen that yeah Yeah. this is for fps and you can program your buttons however you like and it had side triggers it had literal triggers on the back and then you had your and this looked like a great idea it did i tried it one time and i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing (laughs) so what did the screen do um i didn't even get that far because i couldn't figure out how to work the thing it reminds me of uh like a tamagotchi screen it does it kind of looks like that the whole thing but the whole thing was they called it the master controller and they made it the color scheme it was to appeal to the halo fans Yeah. yeah And to make it the programmable, like, this is for FPS games. We want it to be amazing. Like, we want you to have the ability to change your button mapping and everything like that to make it more accessible, which is great in theory. But the thing is huge. And it's clunky. And I couldn't get the programming down. And I was like, goodbye. And I'm sure a lot of them don't work nowadays because those triggers don't know. Um, they did make one for PS2 as well, which was like a blue gray. Yeah. But you're more, I think you're more likely to see the Xbox one. Yeah than the ps2 one i'd be interested in that middle screen honestly it reminds me of like a dreamcast memory card like it does kind of look like that i'm sure it's not detachable but no it's not it it looks cool whatever i think you basically just use it if i remember if i remember what it would look like when i tried it you just use it to like figure out what you're programming where when you program the buttons so but that uh that's the first one i have yeah but that was a, that's an interesting one. Definitely weird. Yeah, and it's huge. Um, I don't know if I have any other... Well, we'll go... In the other Xbox one I have. So we'll stay on the same vein here. Okay. Everybody knows about this one usually. Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion. Which Probably the biggest controller setup type thing for just one game. Yes. It was released in 2002 on the Xbox. It was this huge like console of buttons about over 40 buttons like two joysticks <laughs> foot pedals um and each of them did different things because the game you were in like a mech suit it was like a virtual tank game and you had to control each individual piece i guess of your suit i've never played it so i'm not really sure the but box itself that it came in was probably like a two foot by two foot cube Right. And it's four giant like pieces that wouldn't even fit on the coffee table right now that we're in front of recording. It's literally podcast. a whole cockpit console. It's insane. Yeah, you would need like two fold out tables just to like fit it all around you and then have foot pedals as well. Yeah. Where you have three different pedals. Like you said, like two like yeah. aerial like joy joysticks that you 
you push off. And it sounds like basically from what I could see and hear on, on the internet with reviews and such on the game is like you basically have all these buttons and they all do different things to control your mech suit. And if you don't execute it correctly, you are like ejected and die. Wow. So it's like you're actually piloting it. It's not like, you know, when you're in a mech suit, you just in a game, you usually just go in and you control like you're flying yeah. and you're gunning and whatever. But this is like you're controlling each individual like movement and how you're tilting and like all this stuff. It just seems so intense. But this game was like it had a, re- a limited release on this mm-hmm. initially. Um, so and it retailed at like 200 bucks when it came out, which is fairly cheap for how big it is i think it's going for like around 300 now maybe if what i saw yeah. on ebay well, nobody was really wants it yeah it's too big it's huge but they did do a re-release the original release had green buttons and the re-release had blue buttons so if you ever are in the market for one or if you see one i guess the button color is if you have the original or the re-release of it okay so so the more expensive one would be the original probably in good condition i would assume so yeah but I mean, that's I funny. They did see. a re-release on something. Yeah. And I don't know when they re-released it. Probably didn't sell that well. Yeah. I don't know when they re-released it either. I couldn't find that. So yeah. 2002 is when that came out, but that was, that yeah. was pretty interesting. So uh, I got a uh, knickknacks full frontal attack. Mike. It's my man, Mike. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know Mike yet, but uh What's up Mike? What up Mike? He's a good dude. Nick Knacks, full frontal attack. I like your name. He said either the Resident Evil chainsaw or the Wu Tang Shaolin style pad for the PlayStation. There were also a bunch of oddly elaborate gun grips for the Wii back in the day. So let's talk about the first one he mentioned, which also my buddy Matt's video game corner said Yo, that that's awesome. I like that Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller. That thing is badass. Let that air out. <laughs> it was a bunch of asses at that. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the Resident Evil 4 controller chainsaw controller. That I mean, have you seen pictures of this, Tone? Yeah. Did you know that it's actually all different uh blood splatters along? Yeah, boy. That's pretty cool. That's what gets me excited for it. Like if Just I, that. like if I would collect it, like that each one is unique in that yeah. sense. So all, there's blood splatter all on the actual like chain of the chainsaw, um, and it's all different. Like obviously, it's easy enough to paint blood splatter. Like you just flick a paintbrush at it, you know, have everything else taped up. So having probably different people do it, more paint on the paintbrush, whatever. Just each thing is unique. It's not. It's not machine made, you know, yeah. it's man made. So yeah. I love that idea behind it and that they actually did that. How many were made? So I'll give you a little background. Okay. It was, it came out in 2005 on the GameCube. Um, for those who didn't know, it's literally a giant chainsaw with controllers on the top handle of it. Um, it was made by Newbie Tech um, and it came out at 49.99 retail. And That's there's bad. only 50,000 made. Okay. So, and you're right with the unique blood splatter on each of them. And then they also came in a little stylized box, like a display box. Yep. And then inside the display box, even the stand that it sits on inside the box is it's made to look like rocks and wood. So mm-hmm. it's in like, it really feels like it came directly from the game itself. However, it's like really clunky. The chainsaw doesn't spin. 
and like you can't take the blade off or anything. Like, I mean, so I'm you glad just have it doesn't spin. I'm glad it's not a real <laughs> blade. You but know? no, but you could like make it like you know like make a rotating, like they make on those prop Halloween costumes. It would and be stuff cool. Like, that. like it'd be cool if that was like the way that it would vibrate. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. You know, like, I don't, yeah. Every time you were hit, it would go. Yeah. You know, but it was just like it's a really clunky controller. I mean, not ma- I mean, people bought it, but it was more for the fact that it was a collector's piece. It was the, the rather, case yeah, for sure. rather that it was a very high quality. Like they did a really great job with it, but it was just that. I mean, it the was, reason why it was a controller didn't make sense. It but. was for people that had shelf space back in the day, because nobody has has shelf space anymore. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Nope. Nobody. Don't matter how many shelves you have. Let's they're uh, all filled. Let's talk about uh, Wu Tang Clan. All right, I got controller. that one too. I love this controller. It's so cool. So if you're familiar with Wu Tang, which everyone should be, you know the W symbol. It is literally the W symbol as a controller, a 3D controller for the original PlayStation for Shaolin ninjas or monks or no wu-tang clang shaolin style for playstation one which was like a a beat-em-up or it was a fighting game it was probably akin to like um uh, i'm trying to think of not like it's not like versus one no it's not like mortal kombat it was like like story mode yeah it was more and you had it was like like the warriors yes there was uh like the master got kidnapped or something and you have to fight people to get him back or whatever like yakuza or something yeah but yeah you kind of traveled through it level by level in a way i guess um but yeah it came out in in 1999 and i mean the game is I think received well just because it's Wu Tang, but then yeah. you don't see the controller Nobody very fucks much. Wu Tang, yeah, protect your neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Neither is this game. Neither is the controller. And neither is the controller. <laughs> so I love this controller. It looks awkward as hell. It's literally a W in your hands. Um, has anyone touched one? No, I haven't seen yeah, one in real life. I'm about but to buy one. My favorite thing about it, I think it'd be cool, yeah. is that the fla- the fact that it's black and the yellow buttons on it and just yeah. pops. Yeah. It's just so nice and clean. So nice. And that that I mean the W is so cool. I mean, it can't be functional in your hands very well because no. it's a giant plastic W. Yeah. But you but can use this for all other places. Yes, it is just right? a regular yeah. controller, so you could use That's it across cool. games. It shouldn't have any so effect. So that one person that, you know, had app abnormal fingers and phalanges you know <laughs> he's like thank god the wu-tang clan made a controller for me <laughs> we often thank god for the wu-tang clan but yes. you know that's just one reason thank you um and then he did say something about the Wii guns which i actually have a I'm memory not familiar with those i actually have a memory mike if you're listening you might remember this i went to your house when i was in college and we played as a group, there was a bunch of my friends there. We all played Dead Space Extraction, and we had the rail, the zapper guns. Yeah. That game was so fun with those. I mean, I have a zapper because of that experience. It was just like it made the shooters better on the Wii. It was really fun. So it just you put, put the, you... the actual Wii nunchuck. Yes, and you put into... the nunchuck in the back and the Wiimote in the front, okay. and you're kind of holding it like this. 
but there were a lot of different weird gun grips besides the zapper, yeah, but the zapper is good. Like a Bass Pro Shop one or something. Yeah, they had like a Cabela's like a one. Yeah, Cabela's. They had, yeah. there was one I had that had like a laser aimer, like oh, aim cool. like for it, so you could turn it on, and if you were like aiming at the TV, you could see with your laser where it was going to go, and it had like a little vibration too, Yeah, which was interesting. Um, those are like the most interesting gun grips I can think of off the top of my head, but they definitely, we accessories, they had actually, they had a bunch of them. The one I can, I mean, if you think about it, the Wii balance board is, you know, Super in itself weird. weird, but very functional. That's something you'll always find out at Goodwill. Absolutely. But I, I mean, I think I have one. It's. I have one I, too. I think it's great. Like I remember playing games on it when the Wii came out, like playing skiing games, you know, stuff like that where you do your balance. Oh, I didn't realize you could play games like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can use it as like a balancing. I thought it was just for like the Wii Fitness. Oh, yeah, I've done Wii Fit too, but like there were games you could do, like wow. you could use. I think there's like games that have like winter events and stuff like that where you would need to lean a certain way yeah and you would go that way or whatever and then of course we always had like for Wii Sports you had your golf clubs your baseball bats or tennis rackets my favorite one was the bowling ball did you see that yes there's a Wii bowling ball that came out which is the most ridiculous like attachment for a Wii controller you why is it ridiculous because you put the nunchuck into a inside of ball. the bowling ball didn't they have a golf club too yeah they, yeah, they yes. had golf clubs and baseball What's bats but those no those just attached on the end yeah, yeah. but this, this you like took a part bowling ball, it was it was a pound ball. it was a full pound of a bowling ball okay. you took it apart you stuck the wiimote inside of it closed it back up and there are buttons on the top yeah and you would play wee bowling like this with a one pound bowling ball that sounds hand. great for someone who really loves wee bowling and it sounds like it's gonna go right through your tv yeah that <laughs> yeah that or you know you're doing the same motion anyway with a nunchuck yeah which i guess is the same you thing just with a golf club you're just you know? adding exactly. that pound of weight now i guess it's adding more of a reality to what you're doing exactly i, I think that's what the whole thing was yeah. but i just think that one was just so weird compared to all the other ones but Wii Bowling is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, what's so the good. best Wii sport? Bowling. Yeah. Duh. I mean. Well, tennis is hard. Te- I was going to say tennis is pretty good, but yeah. bowling, absolutely. I like tennis, honestly. But yeah. Then uh, this one we were just talking about a little while ago for the Wii. Um, we talked about Tony Hawk's ride. Yes. So that came out on the Wii, the 360, and the PS3. But it was basically like a balance board, except it was a skateboard. Yeah. And it had the full buttons on the back side of it. But you would line it up, and it would depend if you tilted a certain way or if you popped the front yeah. of the <laughs> so board up. So you didn't up. actually have to do like a real ollie. You could just pop the back tail down and the front up, and that would make you jump with the skateboard. Yeah. So oh, really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you didn't have to do a kickflip. Like I watched a guy do a video of it while he was on it. And like, he did like a 180 spin with the back end on the ground and then did another 180. So it was a full 360 and in game, like Tony Hawk did like, uh, like a double kickflip, like that spun around in a circle and there was like flowers and beams of light all around him because it was like sort of a hard trick, I guess. Like in real life but then 
in TV, it just made it into like something that definitely wasn't what he did, but it still looked really cool. Yeah. What did you just do, Tony? <laughs> Nothing. You doing a story right now? Tony's grabbing it. You on Instagram right now? Yeah. While we're working. Psh. But yeah, that game came out in 2009, it said, and Activision was the one behind it. Do you guess how much it retailed for when it came out? Uh, the package with the game and the board. 150 With you saying that, 200 No? 120 120 uh, I, was, I thought that was ridiculous because you can walk into any Goodwill now and find it. <laughs> really? I've seen so many ride boards at Goodwill. I saw I saw it online for like ten bucks. Yeah, it's cheap like as hell. Like free shipping, ten yep. bucks. I'm like, this they're is a huge. big board. They're gonna lose they're gonna lose yeah. money on that. That's yeah. way more than ten dollars to ship. But otherwise, no, it seemed pretty cool and I love a good Tony Hawk game, but I I had It was very different type of Tony Hawk game yeah. too. It seemed like it was like right behind the skater the whole yeah. time. Like yeah, the, that seems weird. Camera. But it makes sense because it's like almost first person then that you can see what you're doing while you're doing it in real life. Yeah. Like it definitely makes sense. And on the subject of uh, like skateboardery games, there's this game. I The first name of it is so weird. It's City Skater, essentially. It's like Yana Kanabana City Skater. <laughs> but you had like this little tech deck that you could put over the the joysticks of the ps2 controller and you would literally put your fingers on the tech deck like thing and do tricks that way moving your fingers back and forth on the skateboard and through that you could play the game it didn't get good reviews so i'm guessing you know either that whole scheme wasn't good or the game itself just wasn't really good either but a cool gimmicky way to play a game you know yeah yeah so um, some of the a lot of the ones that I found were between the PlayStation One and the PlayStation Two. I think I has the most interesting controllers. Yeah, a lot of third party. So a lot of the ones that I found on my list here were that. So let's run them down. One, yeah, here we go. Brace yourselves, everyone. You're gonna be here for three hours. Um, so the first one and one of the <laughs> one of the ones. Tony that, looks scared. He's like three hours. <laughs> fuck. Let me break these knuckles. Here we go. Um, Big tone. So. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the ones that people think of and i know we saw this at too many games is uh the soul katana from onimusha 3 yes so this controller was wild it's literally a katana sword you have it's like life size life size it, this came out in 2004 it was a wireless controller and you could only use it for onimusha 3 and um, was this for ps2 ps2 yes yeah so it, it was like your attacks were a swiping motion it, like you would. It literally only worked for that game. Yes. That's so dumb. Yeah. But it was, you could have the swiping motion be your attack. So it was like lightly motion controlled. And um, it had like the buttons and the your, your DualShock like joysticks on the handle of the sword. So if you needed to do something else, there's a real, like you had to finagle your hands in there really weirdly to be slicing and like controlling with... All of your buttons up there as well. Did the sword actually come out of the sheath? There was sheath. a removable blade. So if you... There was like a stand and I think a sheath you could put it in. But if you were playing... Say you're playing in your house. Like in here, you have all this space to swing. But say you're at grandma's and she's got her fine china behind you. Yeah. you got to detach that blade. you got the little stump that's basically just 
the handle with the buttons and Man. you could play that way. So if you had limited space, you could still use it, that's which cool. was nice. And that's why I said like with the um, chainsaw, you couldn't take that off. That's still yeah. a huge piece of a controller. But this one, you could bring it down a little bit if yeah. you wanted to. So that one was really weird and you don't see it often, but that's super weird. Super weird controller. I heard it's super uncomfortable. And back to the yeah. chainsaw, that was PS3 or 2? GameCube. And PS2, though. I think so, yeah. So that was a wired controller, even. Uh, it may yeah, not have been. GameCube was know. the first one to come out with, like, a uh, yeah. decent working, you know, wireless controller. Yeah. Right. The WaveBird. I, I, I want to say that it was wired, though. I want to know how heavy that controller was. Yeah. It just looks bulky as heck. Yeah. Like, you'd almost have to play with it, like, on your lap, you know? You could yeah. be standing up like Jason. Yeah. It did have those two handles on it, too, like yeah. an actual chainsaw, so you could grab it in a That's weird wild. way. Anyway. All right. Moving on. This is another one that a lot of people know but um, and have seen around, but it's still really weird. The Dragon Quest Slime Controller. Yes. For PS4. Yes. Um, they made it in 2017. I almost Square bought this Enix. multiple times. Yeah. It, it looks just like the little blue slime. I don't, I haven't played Dragon Quest, so I don't know that much. So forgive it, me. It's literally the first enemy that you'll encounter. Yeah, I any, know what it looks like. I just in don't any know. Any Dragon Quest game, yeah. I don't know what it's all the very, technicalities of it. Very simple water droplet looking. Slime. And he's smiling and cute. He's I think cute. he's adorable, but he's it's a very cute. thick rounded bottom. So you're basically holding a Hershey kiss and playing yep. Yep. the PlayStation. So I feel like it'd be really interesting. But I did find. I'm that, probably gonna buy one. Well, here you go. I did find that it they're making one for Switch in September. I almost thought they already made it. Yeah. So, and it's gonna come with a little cardboard stand that has a little treasure chest on it, so you can put it. You can put it. Yeah, you can put the little droplet or whatever is little slime drop behind, and then you have like a little like cardboard dock for your switch on this treasure chest. So. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So I thought that was cool, but that's coming in September. So if anybody wants that, I guess find the appropriate channels to get that. I have two controllers for my PS4. I have multiple controllers for my Switch. Mm-hmm. But my second controller for PS4, it has that, like, joystick drag. Oh. Yeah, like, it sucks. So I'll have that slime as my player two controller. Oh, you're so, going so <laughs> to mad cats it up. Yeah, so if anyone wants to come over and play a PS4 game with me, I'm they gotta like, play the slime. you go. You got to use you this You got to play the slime. slime. <laughs> Tony, you got the slime. Oh, my God. The most awkward controller, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh they made God. something similar to the slime back in the day. I think it was spherical for the PS3. Uh, yes, yeah. it was. It was actually the. I think it was the proto. No, it no, was like it a prototype of something for PS3. Game. I thought. Yeah, it was something. I didn't. I can. Re- I can picture it. it's like silver. Yeah. Yeah, silver, I can yeah. picture it. I don't remember what it was, but. All right, going on to the next one, we've got the Namco JogCon, which was for PS1. It was basically a normal PS1 controller, but instead of the joysticks, the analog joysticks, you had about like a two or three inch wheel that had a thumb indent, and you'd be playing, and it was for racing games. Specifically, it came packaged with Ridge Racer 4, and you would be playing, and then you could take your thumb and turn it and steer. Yes, yeah. but who drives their car with their thumb? Exactly. So it was not super well received. This is like 
the one that people talk about the most, I feel like, because it's yeah. such a awkward, weird controller. It's yeah. Like, it, if you want a steering wheel, just get the actual just steering get a wheel. wheel attachment with a pedal, you know? Yeah. Like, don't try to do this with your finger because you're going to be driving off the track the whole time. Yeah, that came out packaged with Ridge Racer 4 in 1998, and that I think it was only compatible with, like, that game and maybe, like, two, two others. others. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there really wasn't much to do with it either. If you had it, it was almost lost um unless yeah. you had a lot of driving games it wasn't really good yeah um buy that, though. also the um the next one i have the paradox have you seen that uh it rings a bell it was for ps2 that. it was like um the one i saw was like a reddish burnt orange looking okay um it came out in 2007 actually by a company called reflex and it was again mostly geared towards people who had fps like shooters it also which was super interesting to me was it was game it was you're aiming for ps2 but it also had a usb port on the bat so you could put it in your pc if you wanted to as well but the main thing that made this so weird was instead of your right analog stick there was a trackball yeah. Oh, yeah. So a giant red trackball where your right joystick should be. I feel like that would be like great for like golf games. You know, <laughs> Golden like, tee. Yeah, like those arcade games. Oh yeah, no, but that I they were ma- the reason they had it was basically they were trying to bring the best of both worlds between PC and console yeah, FPS yeah. was you could be able to use the trackball like you would on oh, your so weird, games though. and then have it on your plate. Yeah, it was weird, but I did find the interesting about the usb port in the back especially from a ps2 controller it would be reverse controls though like the controls that i can't do yeah you know like going down would make you aim up yeah i hate that i, I always, yeah. I always, yeah. I always change, change that it. i always change that i don't know if you would be able to change it i'm sure you could probably map that maybe yeah i'm sure you could figure that out and be worth getting yeah they i mean it, when it came out it was retailed for 45 bucks so it was a pretty like high-end controller at the time yeah for sure um another one for ps2 i'm calling this a controller is the iToy. okay do you remember those yeah it was like uh xbox 360 yeah uh, it was basically the early versions of motion capture so you had like a little usb webcam that you'd stick up on the top of your tv and it's like what the vr is doing right yeah it's basically the size of like a credit card and maybe about as you know thick is i don't know like a remote and you'd sit it up there and it would track your movements and it had a microphone so there were um eight games released in north america specifically for the itoy itoy play itoy anti-grab there was like a bunch of them like that where they had specific like mini games and stuff made for the itoy okay um it was made by logitech this was 2003 that it came out but there were a lot of games that you could see on PS2 now, especially if you look at your collection. If you have some boxes, look at the front of the box. It should say on the, I think at top right, it has a little strip that says iToy compatible or iToy enhanced or something like that. Yeah. So like some of the DDR games and stuff like that, you start, it would be motion capture. So it had like extra things or there was like things. I think it said in like Tony Hawk's Underground 2, you could map your face on your oh, um cool. eye toy and then you could put it on your skater there was like little things like yeah. that it could do in certain games um but it wasn't all motion capture yeah like but i think it was setting the stage for that you know we life that we had or the connect or whatever when 
those motion captures were starting to come into play. I feel like that was the first one that really set it off there. But that was a cool one. I like that. Um, Never had one. I have one. It was, I've used it like a couple times. It's interesting. It reminds me of like what the original Game Boy camera was. Yes. You know, where you could take a picture of your face, put it into the game, do a juggling game. Yeah. You know, sort of like that. Yeah, it was kind of like that, except now that it had, it had a microphone, so you could, you know, give a command or whatever during yeah. the game, or you could wave your hand up and down, and it would capture that and translate it in. So it was just like a step up from that, which was pretty cool. Um, the next one I have is the NegCon, which was from Namco. It was for the PlayStation 1. came out in 1995. Again, another controller specifically geared towards racing games. This was the twisty one? The twisty one, yes. So you would be holding it in your hands, and it was like, bop it. In the middle of it. In the middle of it it. is a joint, and you would twist to steer. To steer or accelerate? I I think it was steer. steer. Oh, that's so shitty. Yeah, it didn't go over well. Because to me, like, it would make sense for, like, uh, like a road rash game like a motorcycle game yeah a this was game geared where, like that's your accelerator this like, was geared towards like gran turismo and again like ridge racer and stuff like that uh, was their clientele and you would twist a turn the problem was not only is that a really crappy thing but after a, after a while the twisting mechanism started to wear out Hell so yeah. i'm sure if you find one now it's think probably how, hard to find one in nice people press buttons to accelerate oh, yeah if they're twisting oh. to like turn harder they're or ripping something, that thing apart. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're ripping that. Plastic. They're yeah. definitely ripping that shit apart. That's insane that they would even think that that would last. Yeah, it was. Wow. Crazy. Um. All right. Here's one. I don't know if you've heard of on the PlayStation Two. Um, the Res one. Have you heard about that? Oh yeah. This is a good one. I I actually heard about it. And I looked it up to buy it right away. I did not buy it, though, because they're expensive. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So for those who don't know, the Res Trans Vibrator. So and we've talked about Res multiple times. Yes. I have it for PSVR and I also have it for the Dreamcast. This game came out in 2001 on the PlayStation 2. Now, Res was a musically based game. So very graphically, yes, trippy, very, yes, very rainbow, very trippy, very a lot of stuff going on. But to help you stay on the beat, the controller vibrates, the um, PS2, like the DualShock, would vibrate. But after a while, it would just be like you'd run the vibrate function out or you'd just like the controller would just break because it's constantly pulsing with the beat. Or you don't feel it as well because you get so used to it. Right. So the creators of this game came up with an attachment that you are supposed to either stick next to you or stick in your pocket to help you feel the beat more. And it's literally just like a little black thing that just vibrates so to the beat. So essentially people suck it on their penis. Yeah, I was going to say it, it went the opposite of, I'm sure, how they were intending. No, they intended that the full way. Think about gamers. Yeah. They're horny. I mean. They want to play games and get off. That's all they care about. That's I guess I, I guess marketing-wise, they they marketed it for one thing and it went I think for it, another. <laughs> I think it only came out in Japan, though, as um, well. Or Europe or something. Yeah, I think so. It wasn't. It didn't stay around long once... You know, it came out. If I could hook that up to me while playing the VR, psh, game on. <laughs> 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 oh, 
game oh. would not last that long. That's insane. <laughs> That's too much. All right. Reel it back in because we've got another one for PlayStation. Reeling one. it back in. Let me talk to you about the fishing rods for the Dreamcast. Oh, actually. there we go. Let's talk about that. Some of my favorite peripherals or phalanges when it comes to controllers of consoles. The Dreamcast fishing rods, yes, you could fish almost virtually with these fishing rods. Or you can use them to play fighting games, which we learned about at Too Many Games this year. There's a, Soul Calibur. Yeah, there's a stand that had fishing rods. And because there's like these motion-detecting things uh, within the controllers where you don't have like a bar like the Wii or anything that detects it. It's just literally the motion of moving it up and down. It was up and and down, left and right. It was really basic. Very basic, but you can play fighting games with these controllers and just not touch any of the buttons on it and just wave it up, down, around in circles, and you can fight with it, and it's so much fun, especially on a Dreamcast. Like, Do you know the other game it's compatible with? Uh, Honestly, I think it's compatible with... That's not a fighting game, I mean. Oh, no. Virtua Tennis. That would make sense. Yep, so you can play your tennis with a little wave. I have racket. that, actually, on, on my kiosk There as you well. go. Let's get your get your fishing rods. All right. Let's get, let's yeah. get tennising. We've got Wii Tennis, and then we've got Dreamcast Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a tournament. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Best of both. But, yeah, that was the only thing that it doesn't the fishing rod doesn't have is it doesn't have a, a spot for the VMU. Yes, I agree. It's so the, I think no the, saving. Yeah. So that's the only thing that is like the downside of it. You but might be able to save like in like controller three or something. If you're using two of them, I'm sure. But yeah, I, didn't I mean, think about that. Yeah. But for a first party, this is, it's pretty cool. It's it actually, I feel like there might be a, a port on the one. I don't. Okay, I'm I didn't sure. see any. I have two different versions. The one shout out to Retro Pop Games. He traded me. What up? He sent me one uh, for a trade of a bunch of different like cheap cheap games that I had up. Um, so thank you for that. I was supposed to post a picture about it, but never did. So here's my picture as it's a podcast a verbal, verbal, verbal thank you. Um, the other cool thing about the uh, fishing rod for the Dreamcast is it is the only official first-party fishing rod controller for any console. Really? hmm One of mine is the first-party. It's all gray. Right. And then the other one is like a Mad Cats. Maybe that one has the BMU, though. I think the Mad Cats might. Yeah, but the official first-party one does not, and okay. it is the only first-party fishing, fishing rod. rod. That makes sense. For any console. And I'm guessing they made... No, they wouldn't make that for Seaman. See, man, you're not fishing. You're mm-hmm. you're raising a fish, not killing him through yeah. that. Yeah, you kill him so. through neglect. <laughs> it's always the best. Tony, you would like that game. C-Man. You think so? Yeah, actually, that game came with a microphone. Let's talk about microphone controllers, because that was a thing for a while. Yeah, uh, see, voice so control. yeah, see, man. Oh, blowing in the Game Boy, right? Wasn't that a thing? For a Kirby game, blowing a Game Boy. So for the DS, yeah, like you could blow into the mic port. Yeah, to blow up balloons. And yeah, stuff. blow up oh, balloons. Really? Talk yeah. to your dogs on Nintendogs. All True. that kind of stuff. Uh, and they had the chat headset. Yeah, Seaman had a microphone that came with it because you would actually talk to this fish human 
they would talk back to you. I think it didn't know English until you like talked to it enough. It was like a parrot almost. So eventually it would communicate with you as long as you kept it living and it would spawn new semen, which is sort of weird. Interesting. Um, but Hello Pikachu was also yep. a game. That's also a verbal command. There was one for GameCube as well. You could play um, Odama. Weird, Odama. It was pinball. It was feudal pinball. Japanese feudal pinball. With a microphone? With a microphone. That's so weird. It was weird. Also, Mario Party 7. I remember yep. playing that. has yep. uh, mini games. I remember having to turn that option off because I, I didn't yeah. have the microphone. Yep. Um, yeah, but a couple of games like that have microphone capabilities. And, and one of the most original ones that enabled a microphone was for the Nintendo. I'm not sure the name of it. You might have it written down, Kelly. Um, but it was like yes. this headset that you Hold would, on. that you would put over your head, had like a little eye scope goggle, and you'd play shooting games with it, and you'd go, fire, fire, You are talking fire. about the Konami laser scope. Yeah. Voice activated, so you like ac- gun. Yeah, so you actually didn't have to say fire. They just recommended saying fire, but you could like just breathe in it. You could go, probably sounds awful to everyone's asmr podcast now yeah (laughs) very loud asmr but yeah you could just make a loud noise and and look at whatever thing that you're looking at yeah it had a little crosshair that came over your eye it was real weird looking i doubt that it was accurate no yeah i i believe the reason why it didn't do so well is because the voice activated command wasn't really receptive to the voice uh, activating yeah i remember the angry video game nerd doing like a special on that mm-hmm. and him being like fire 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 <laughs> he's like this is dumb yeah yeah that was an interesting piece but yeah yeah um not not a uh microphone but kind of music based samba de amigo for dreamcast little maracas was that Dreamcast? Yep. They, and then they had oh, the Wii port that. in 2008. Okay. So it came out in 2000 on the Dreamcast. They had the little maracas. There's a little foot mat. And it was like... What was the foot mat for then? So you stood there and you would shake the maracas, obviously, to the rhythm that came up or whatever. And then occasionally you had to strike a pose. Wow. And then that, and the crowd would respond. That's super Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they had the Dreamcast and the the um one that was also for the Wii that came out and I don't think that one had a foot pad because of the motion control it was just yeah maracas at that point balance board it balance board it that yeah. sounds cool actually I've never played it I'd love to give it a shot but um I think the original Dreamcast one probably goes for a good bit now probably so I mean talking about musical instruments one that we both have that we haven't opened yet that we've talked on previous podcasts about Tycho Drum Master yeah a small little drummer boy drum with uh, two drumsticks that the actual drum head is a controller and how you hit it or where you hit it. Where you hit it, if you hit the rim. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like the A button and the inside's the B button or something like yeah. that. I mean, we could talk all day long about all the different rock band instruments that came oh, out. Absolutely. And I, I love a good Guitar Hero rock band but session. W- but while still on weird instrumental controllers uh dk jungle beat jungle the bongos the bongos and the bongos was just like a left and right bongo yes and then you had a microphone in the middle because there was i think it was either you had to like clap or something for 
some of it and it would yeah. it would catch that. I don't. You played yeah, Sony? Right. Yeah, yeah, I played that. All right. many times. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. a good game. Tell us about it. I don't know. I was young whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. I have them and I you never just played beat them. on the drums and yeah, like you just clap. I've heard people like, like I don't know if this is real or not. Beat but like, Dark Souls on them? No. Yeah. Yes. Or, like <laughs> something like that, or like Mario sixty four on them, or something, or like Super Mario Sunshine, like something weird. Yeah, somebody just beat uh, what's that new game? Psych Seiko. What was that new game? Uh, God, we should know this. Tyler. Sorry. Psych. Psych. So it's like ninja game. Yeah, it's the really hard ninja game. Somebody beat that on (laughs) DK Bongos like recently. Sakura. No, that's a flower. No, Sakura or something. It's something like that. Sakura die twice. That's what it was. Sekiro. Something like Sekiro. that. Sekiro. That's it. Okay. But somebody beat that on the Donkey Kong bongos. That's insane. So. Good for you, man. Yeah. Whoever Shout you are. Shout out to that guy for tryharding. Yeah. What are you doing with your life? Just, 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 just try hard. Just, just go. Let us have some, let us have some fun here. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, pretty much most of the musical instrument ones that I yeah. had. I don't think there's any other ones that I could. Oh, well. I guess we could ta- like DDR pads. Yeah, I I played a bunch of DDR. Actually, I'm got my mom into DDR for a while. She was borrowing my pads for a long time, and uh, actually, she just borrowed them for a long time because she never knew how to turn the system on and hook <laughs> it up to her TV. Like I hooked it up, but she didn't know how to like get it on the TV. Yeah. So eventually, she gave them back to me. I would love to like bust those out and play them again. You I'm know. terrible at it. But do you know that they have little hand pads? No. So I think it's Japan only had them. Um, but it was for the PlayStation 2. They had like a little, it almost looks like a DualShock, but imagine the controller is, has no buttons and no joysticks, but just two like squares That's of cute. DDR pads. So there, you, I guess you could technically do like two... Wow. Person on it or like whatever. I don't know how I don't know how DDR works because I don't play it because I'm terrible. It's like nine squares. Yeah, maybe that's what it was yeah. then. You could up your squares because it is just a little pad, but it's on like a controller grip and it's wired. That's cool. So that's interesting. I thought, but um, the other one musical instrument, Miracle Piano. Yeah, for the original Nintendo. Also, it came on Super Nintendo. Genesis, PC, Mac, and Amiga, I think. You saw one of those, Tony, at Too Many Games. Yeah. It's literally a, a life-size keyboard piano. Yep. Yeah, it's with just every like a Casio key keyboard looking. That you can learn how to play through a Nintendo. And they had like some mini games for it in there. So like if you played certain things correctly, you could like control the little character. That's to cool. Do, like get through a level of something. It was trying to make learning the piano fun, I guess. Yeah. Which, I mean... I would have sure. bought it back in the day. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's cool that they had like the MIDI technology back then to like put it into there. Like the sound wasn't coming from the piano itself; it was being pushed into the yeah. the so console like and the TV. Sound. Yeah, which was I thought Different. that was pretty nifty. Yeah. But um, yeah. So. What else you got? Oh, so many things. I'll go back to our PlayStation, uh, list here. Uh, Mortal Kombat had a control pad with a K. It was for PS1 and also for Genesis Mega Drive. Um, it was for Mortal Kombat 2 and 3. And it had basically 
what looks like your regular controller buttons and it had outside buttons that controlled, I guess, certain uh, move patterns. Um, and then you could take in the back of it, it had um, like a little cartridge slot and you could get these different cartridges for the different character you played. And it had the move data saved on it. So if you wanted to play Scorpion, put the Scorpion like cartridge in. Switch it out if you wanted to switch to somebody else. Like oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I think there was like six cartridges, I think completely for yeah. it, and you could switch that out. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like I feel like they almost had that for the Super Nintendo at some point too. I only yeah, I only saw it for I remember on Genesis, but and then they had a PlayStation One as well. It might have been Genesis. Those yeah, yeah, it was Genesis Mega Drive and then the PlayStation okay. One. So that's. That was kind of cool. I'm not really good at Mortal Kombat, so maybe that would help me. Yeah, look like this guy right here. Oh, nope. No, yeah. No. Oh, there it is. Like that. Um, no. Sort of. Kind of. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to show you it. Um, It's like, it's just like a regular, like, three-button Genesis controller, and then it has, no, like, four outside circles. That's like an all-on-one controller. Yeah, that's like the no. plug-and-play. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Another one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Another one that they had for PlayStation 2. Another one of those weird, probably not functional controllers was um, Final Fantasy X-2. The guns. Uh, yep. Yuna's uh, tiny bee guns. Did you see these, Tone? The pistols. She has her, her little pistols that she carries. And... Um, they have like the buttons on the side and then your your joysticks on the back and you would play like you know you were shooting them i guess but i i don't think it was really like <laughs> comfortable to play final fantasy that no. way yeah um, well especially cuz it's like an rpg like yeah. turn based rpg you don't need the guns yeah it was just like something extra there's no shooting yeah there was just something extra for you to get like what she has it was just like yeah. a collector sort of dumb kind of thing yeah but again one of those things that looks better on a shelf than playability yeah but who has shelf space anymore anyway uh also do you remember those fleshy freak controllers they look like little zombies yeah those were weird there were, like, a bunch of unique different ones where, like, there's, like, mouths and, like, eyeballs sticking Coming out, out of yeah. random places. And, yeah. Was that for PlayStation and Pl Xbox? Uh, yeah, I think so. I remember the PlayStation okay. 2 ones, but I don't um, remember all of them. But that was in, like, 2004 they came out. Um, There was another one that we saw at Too Many Games that was for PlayStation 1. Do you remember that? No. The Glove. The Glove. The Glove. Um, PlayStation One. I think I think you were with me when I saw it. Maybe not. Maybe Remind I'm thinking me. of somebody else. I don't remember. I did a lot of stuff that weekend. It's just called the glove. It's it's by Reality Quest and it's called the glove and it's basically like a power glove for PlayStation One. Interesting. So you have your hand in it. Almost looks just like a little like grip, like a mitten, and it's got the buttons on the outside. You know there. what that reminds me of? You mm -hmm. doing that motion with your hand. I used to have these. Mighty Morphin Power Ranger gloves. Oh, that nice. You could squeeze, and they go. Oh, 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 oh. What color ranger? Red. Ah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, you would um, your wrist movement was like the D pad, and then it had the buttons That's in cool. there. Um. 
But yeah, it was it was pretty nifty. I remember seeing it there, and they somebody had like them new in box and had like five of them on their stand, and Jeez. I was like, what is this? And they were selling them for like ten bucks or something. Oh, like, they obviously one. didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Well, let's wrap this up soon. Yeah. Because we're at hour and a half. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the big three, I guess. I mean, I have. You could do the max. What's the max? The gun for the SNES. The super scope? No. The like gun for the army. Oh yeah. I have that. I've power pad. So that that was an assault rifle that looked like an assault rifle. I think was weighted like an assault it rifle. It was basically an assault rifle that had a cord to go to a Super Nintendo. And you could only play the army training game on it. You couldn't play anything else. It was yeah. a light gun, but you had to be like seven feet away. And you had to play that. And the like scope a, was like actual functional. It was an actual functional scope. Yeah. Very yeah. cool game where, you know, it's not a video game anymore. It's training. It's a simulation. Mm-hmm. Mine would be, and also one of our writers wrote in this old fuck of a guy uh, gamer scrooge he wrote in the power glove absolutely that would be my weirdest controller uh came out for the original nintendo you could play a lot of different games on it almost every game i want to say but none of them really worked that well the power glove was an epic fail you had glove ball it had great advertising behind it. it Uh, the Wizard was all about it. The movie, the w- the Wizard, right? Yep, the Wizard, California. Yeah. Um, it it was a Nintendo controller as a glove, and you could like move your fingers to do the buttons, or there was an actual like keypad on the wrist area, like an arm area that you could put in the button functions that way too. Yeah, you could program it to play different different games had different button uh keypad like codes to get it to sync up to that game. Yeah. So and it was terrible anyway, you slice it as a proud owner of a power glove. It what is you, what awful. do you think about the power glove? I don't know much about it. it sucks. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Get one and we'll we'll see how it I have goes. one. She has one. I am not spending money on it. They actually I got it like, for a good deal. Yeah, they it go came for in the a box decent too. amount of money. Like not yeah. worth it in my opinion. It's just a nice little piece and then you can take cool pictures with it on your hand of yeah. you doing stupid stuff with a power glove on. Yeah. That's yeah. basically the reason I have it. It's the function is not that great. But Tony, you got so any cool. weird ones that we didn't mention? Uh, there's nothing specific. I mean I remember like the light up controllers and stuff. Yeah, those third-party controllers that light up. Yeah, Mad Cats, of course. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing really super weird that I ever had. Yeah. I mean, I have a bunch of different third-party controllers, but I hardly ever use them, you know, because they, they don't feel like the original. But, like, my favorite one that isn't necessarily weird, but it's different to Americans would be the Hori Mini Pad that we've talked about multiple times. Like, it's for the N64, but it's what the N64 wasn't when it came to the controller. It didn't have the three prongs. It just had two prongs. It felt like a regular controller. No. It was, yeah, that looks much nicer to play on yeah. than 
any other N64 controller. Absolutely. I just look so much more comfortable. Yeah. I might have to buy one of those. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. But yeah, there's so many that I found that we didn't even touch on. I mean, we can do it's a just, part two on this, too. We can, we can part two it up. I'd love to hear some more of people's ideas about weird stuff they've had. I'll expand it. I'm going to expand it out to like peripherals, memory cards, like yeah, I, I, any kind of attachment. Yeah. I was thinking about doing one with like the, like strangest, uh, like game boy attachments. Oh, so many, you know? so oh, yeah, many, so many. You can just build that thing up for days. So yeah, if you guys know any controllers, look at our last post on precisely podcast that we haven't mentioned. Let us know. Um, by commenting below or DM us at Precisely Podcast on Instagram. If you like this episode, we do have a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash precisely. We just have two different tiers up there right now, $1 tier and $5 tier, but it gets you a bunch of different perks and stickers and cool stuff. So check that out, patreon.com slash precisely. You can follow Kelly at highway to Kel. You can follow Bo at Bose underscore game room and you can follow Tony at precisely underscore Tony big Tony and follow us at precisely underscore nope <laughs> follow us at precisely podcast on Instagram <laughs> we love you all we out we out we out